Welcome to this episode of your favorite interior design podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Stewart, interior designer, over-the-top maximalist, and firm believer that animal print, wind and well, should be considered a neutral. This podcast is for anybody that has ever looked around their space and thought, this is shit. You deserve better. And through my eclectic career, including multifamily housing, hospitality, senior living, and high-end residential, I've learned that confidence is key. We'll be here each week with industry experts to share their experiences and motivate you to take action and create a space that feels good and makes you proud. I promise it'll be a little bit cussy, a lot sassy, and we'll have a ton of fun. Hi friends, it's Stephanie here. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Today, I am super excited to bring to you our first episode of Solving Design Dilemmas. Design dilemmas are something that we are working on constantly in interior design. It's not all fluffing pillows and chopping pillows and adding throw blankets to everything. As you know, I talk about all the time. So I wanted to start the series called Solving Design Dilemmas so that I can walk you through how I problem solve some serious design dilemmas that we encounter in our daily projects. One of them today, the example that I'm going to give you is one that's become quite drawn out and it's taken us quite a bit of work to solve the challenge because they're not always super simple and sometimes the smallest piece of the puzzle is the hardest one to find. And we want to kind of teach you how I walk through the process and give you some tips to be able to maybe solve some of these design dilemmas yourself, or maybe just take this out and share it with somebody else. If there's anyone you think that might have a design dilemma and might want to understand how to walk through the process or understand how to solve some of these challenges, please pass on the podcast. It helps so much if you forward and like and share it. And even if this specific example isn't relatable to you, then in this series, when you see a Design Dilemma podcast, then you will be able to understand kind of how we walk through the process and what we do to solve these challenges. On this first episode, I am going to talk about a safety step issue that we encountered on a current project. The overall project was a furniture project and some sprucing up a new home that well, it was a new for new for the client's home, but um, I had a client that was downsizing, and we originally needed to just determine what was going to fit in the space and decorate and do some light handyman work, hanging artwork, and some ba- basic stuff. Now they're in the home, living there, and they are finding some things that aren't quite functioning the way that they should, and some things that are broken, and some things that just don't work for them. So the first of those design dilemmas that they have encountered that we really are trying to solve is a safety step concern. Off of the entryway, there is a short step. And when I say a short step, it's just about four inches or five inches up. And normal stairs are, you know, 7-Eleven is the dimension of the stair tread depth and the height. And so it's hard to see it's not easy to see and all the material is the same it's you know it's a normal travertine tile and the travertine has a lot of variation in the coloring but the nosing of the stair is the same as the rest of the floor and they actually had a friend over that was hanging out and they kind of tripped on the step kind of going down and luckily nobody got hurt but as 
you know, as they can see people in the space. And to be honest, I almost kind of fell off of the stair one time. I remember not knowing it was there and kind of catching myself and stutter stepping down the step. But it's not obvious and the change in elevation is not very big that you can see how over time this could con- become a concern. And of course, they don't want people to trip and fall and maybe they get used to the step there. But in the long run, it might turn out that they could not want to have people over because of this issue. And it can really affect them where they're thinking about it all the time and, oh, be careful of the step, be careful of the step. So the step on the other side of the same area that raises back into the dining room is a little bit easier to see for some reason. There's a little bit of furniture in the way. And so there's only a small portion of step that is able to be used and the way that people would be walking in that area in general would mostly be up. So that one's not quite as much of a concern, but this five foot of a step has become such a challenge. So once we identified the challenge, we understand that it's because it's not very visible. It's because the elevation isn't going to change. We're not going to make it a larger step so it's easier to see, but the goal is going to be that it's going to be easier to see. And with the same material at the top of the stair and at the bottom of the stair, it's the flooring that it is, you know, it exacerbates the problem. There is a fall hazard here. And so we want to not rip out the entire floor because they're fine with the floor. We just have this one spot. So in addition to the challenge being that they need addition, uh, contrasting material so that they have a visual differentiation there that they're not going to rip out the whole floor or change one whole elevation of the floor to be different because that's too costly. It's not really in the cards for this solution. So the goal is to feel safe having people over and to not be worried about there being a safety concern in the main area of their home. Again, it's off of the entryway and then you step down just a little bit into the family room and this is the path of travel that everybody goes through and I'm sure that they do multiple, multiple times a day. So it's not a place that can just be avoided. What we did is once we identified that there was a challenge, we start to look at what are some opportunities to create safety steps. In commercial projects, it's really simple. You don't make it as as pretty and it is very, very highly visible because it's required based on codes. But in commercial projects, you, you know, would use one of those black safety strips and have, you know, this rough material, or you would use, you know, an ADA compliant material that's bumpy along the edge, or you put a very high contrast nosing on the front edge of the stairs and everyone goes about their business and understands that it's just a safety, you know, a safety precaution and that design, you know, comes very much farther down. Aesthetics, I would say, go very much farther down on the list of requirements or what needs to take place in that area. In a residence, and especially in the front, in the entryway, right into the family room, then aesthetics are of utmost importance and they're one of the highest priorities. So what are our options? What did we go through? Well, the first one that would be the coolest, I think, and they really loved the idea too, was to illuminate the stair. If the tread, which is the top part of the stair, so let's talk about parts of stairs. The tread is the top part that is horizontal and the vertical part is the riser. So we could 
we could illuminate just under the tread. However, the way that this tile is installed, the there isn't a overhang on the tread. So there's nowhere to tuck behind a strip of lighting. We could, another idea if you can't do that is to illuminate the side. So we could put a, a light recessed into the wall on the edge of the stair and then it could shine over to illuminate the stair. However, this is a five foot stair. Again, it's really just part of the, the flooring and a five foot step. And if you put lighting on one side, it would not illuminate all the way to the other side. And on the opposite side of the stair, the step, it's a step, the step, there isn't any drywall or any room that wall takes off on an angle. So there's nowhere to put a light in there. So illumination would be a lot of fun. It's a really great solution if you're trying to insert a safety component to a step in your home. And there are a lot of fun ways to do lighting. There's a lot of great ideas and LED strips have come a long way. They have great lenses and they have great great strips that have the diodes really close to each other so that you don't get those hot spots and that weird kind of bad lighting look. So the first choice that would be fun and it would be to illuminate the stair. But instead in this in this, you know, instance, that wasn't an option. So we, you know, worked through that and then we crossed it off the list. And the next thing would be to do a handrail or a grab bar. Now again, that would probably most likely be in an outdoor application or in a uh, in a commercial project but again that would be one of the safest things would be to add a stair rail or a handrail but in this situation that's not really in the cards we don't have any room on the sides to put it and of course that would cue to somebody that there was a step there but again right in the middle of this five foot long step somebody could still you know trip down and not kind of catch that that cue of seeing a handrail way off to the side five feet over so the first one of lighting was not an option in this project. It didn't work out. The next one, a handrail or grab bar would not be aesthetically pleasing. How And also it just wouldn't work because of the length of the step. So the third choice is to create a... Um, a contrast between the edge of the stair. And I spoke about this earlier and as in a commercial application. Um, but now in this residential application, we have kind of a tall order because we need to make this step that really is all just part of this big flooring, you know, that's not, you know, doesn't, we don't want it to, you know, completely stand out, but now we need it to stand out to an extent for safety. So we've gone through a few solutions and now that we know what our solution is going to be, which is going to be to find a contrasting material for the edging of the step, that we need to find that material. And let me tell you, we have gone through quite a few um, options and I'm going to tell you why, because this is tile and there are so many various ways to install it and make it work, but there are a few things that we have some boundaries and some lane lines that we have to stay within to make it work. The front of the step is a three inch trim and it is a bullnose trim. And again, I mentioned that it's installed just right to the edge of, um, you know, 45 degree of the riser. So you need to bullnose the edge so that again, someone doesn't trip off of this sharp edge and you don't have also a, you know, ugly exposed edge of the inside of the tile. 
So the first thing is we're looking for a bullnosed edge of the tile. Uh, let's see. And the tile is the bullnose edges or the bullnose pieces, they're called bullnose trim pieces, are generally three inches. Well, three inches isn't a true three-inch dimension. It's a nominal three-inch dimension. So in the samples that we collected for the first round of checking, honestly, the first round was very simple. First, we, you know, we uh, eliminated lighting, we eliminated the handrail idea, and we're like, okay, edge trim, cool, go find some edge trim, found some stuff really right off the bat, but then it didn't work for these reasons one of the tiles that was the best color that had the highest contrast was a single um, bullnose edge and it was a three inch nominal dimension but that three inches was all the way down to two and a half and we are here popping off a tile that's already three inches uh, long or deep and or wide a three inches wide tile and we're replacing it. And so if we're replacing it with now an extra half inch, there's already grout in between that and the existing piece, then we're gonna end up with a quarter of an inch, a, a three quarters of an inch grout joint, which is not really great looking. So we said, okay, well that tile that's a perfect color and bull nose edge, the nominal three inches is too nominal and it's two and a half inches. So the next one was to look at a tile that was a bullnose edge that was three inches nominal, but really it's two and three quarters, but the contrast wasn't high enough on that piece of tile. So we continue then go back into round two, we need to find another piece of tile. So without looking for an edge trim that's a bullnose already, you can also bullnose or you know put a quarter round on your tile your installer can do that however they can only do it for some tile if you want it to look nice these days a lot of tile is digitally printed on top and digital printing is pretty epic that's how we get all of these vinyl wood floorings that look very great is because there's a digital image of uh, there's a digital image of that material overlaid on the tile and it looks like wood because there's a digital image of, of wood on there and so what that means is that there's a thin layer on the top of the tile that's a different color than the whole rest of the thickness of the tile and so if you bullnose or round off that front edge you're grinding off the actual pattern that's on that's digitally printed on the top when they make the bullnose in the factory, they bullnose it first and then they put the pattern on the top. So that rounded part already, or you know, comes with that pattern already over that round edge. But again, if you do it in the field, you have to make sure that you're using a piece of tile that that you're bullnosing a piece of tile that doesn't have a different color on the inside than the top layer. And that would be, you know, a through body color. And so you would have to really look for that and, and, and find it. So then you could take a piece of tile that's 12 inches by 12 inches, cut them all down to three, you know, 12 inches by three inches. So you get that three inch depth, bullnose the edge and fill in the blanks. You pop off the first row of the nosing that's already there that matches all of the tile that's causing the challenge. And you, you know, lay, these additional tiles that you've cut and bullnosed on site. So we went and thought, okay, well, let's try to do that. Well, 
looking through our manufacturers and talking to our reps and the client even went out and they, they were like, oh, we can help. We want to do this, right? So they went out and, you know, started doing some shopping and they were like, wow, this is really a challenge. This is really hard to find. And I'm like, yes, it is. So we went through again the process of looking at here's here are now more parameters that we need to be mindful of. And that solution came back with not we did not find a tile that was aesthetically pleasing, enough contrast, and that could be bullnose on site to um, solve that problem. So the first one was just a bullnose tile that um, was a trim piece. The second one was, you know, bullnosing, uh, um, bullnosing it on site, but we couldn't find a match that was a, or a, a pattern that went, but that was enough contrast and color to be able to cut on site. So then we went to one of my best friends in tile and tile design is the Schluter strip. And a Schluter strip is a piece of metal that you often see in commercial projects, but it's becoming more and more popular in, in residential. That is a metal trim edge on the tile. And sometimes if you want to use it for decorative purposes, you can also put it in between the tile. So for this project, and Schluter's a brand, so there's other, there's other types of these metal strips. So different tile manufacturers carry different brands. But if you said Schluter strip to somebody in the industry, they would know exactly what you were talking about. And when we specify them on our projects, you know, we say Schluter strip or similar, and we, you know, we let the contractors go for it. However, we want to make sure that we've specified the finish so that we know what we're getting. We're not expecting to show up and see a black trim piece where, you know, they've come through with a brushed nickel, right? So Anyways, want to give as much information as possible and then leave it up to everyone to see or similar on certain items. So the metal trim piece, we have two options with this. There are different profiles of the edge pieces. And so for the tile, we can get any tile that we want, even in the color of the one that we originally liked that the trim piece was too, was not wide enough. We can get that and we can cut it down to a three inch strip and then we can just put this bullnose edge piece on the front. So when you talk about doing that, that's going to be almost a perfect solution for this project. However, it's not a modern or contemporary house and we don't want a metal looking shiny piece on the edge that's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to really stand out making it look like a commercial project or a safety solution, to be honest. So the, the, um, the option to do this is was then contingent upon what finish was going to be acceptable of the metal strip, and there are a, a you know wide variety of finishes, and again different manufacturers have different finishes, so that might drive where you're going to get your strip. But we got so lucky and was able to find the finish that is almost the same as this tile that we want to use as the safety nosing of the project, and so we have two options now. We can use the a metal strip that's bullnosed and we can use it on the edge of the tile on the front or we can use that same bullnose tile that was too short that was ruled out on our very first pass 
on the back side of the tile. And we can put that metal strip that's powder coated a, a beige color that's very similar. It's more like a taupey gray, but a taupey gray color that's almost the same color as that piece of tile on the back side of the tile in between the existing tile and make it again a decorative feature. So we have two very, very good solutions. We just need to make a decision on site. So we're getting the gathering the samples up and we're going to take a look at that to make a decision up so the client can make a decision in person. But that's what we settled on as probably what's going to be the main choice. I do want to give a shout out or a mention to another option, which would be to add wood stair nosing to the front of the step. And that is an actually a lovely option. This home does have dark wood solid doors and beautiful trim baseboards, you know, with trim all around the doors. And so it does have a, you know, a bunch of dark wood features that are beautiful. And so adding a dark stained wood um, bullnose edge to the front of the stair could still be an option. But if we're going to stick with tile, we're going to use one of these edge strips to help fill in the gap or to create the nosing on the front. So I just wanted to go through this process and give you guys a little bit of information about how we walk through the process and really what's involved in the, you know, on the backside of design. So when we say we're having a studio day, these are the kind of things that we're doing, looking for solutions. And this stair is literally just a five foot step. So this five foot step in the home is you know, has created all of this, you know, thought process and solution, you know, going through all of these solutions to be able to get the outcome that we want that's acceptable, that looks nice for the home and the homeowner, and also solves the issue of giving the homeowner their ultimate goal of feeling safe in their home and being able to have people over and not being worried that people are going to go off of this step. So thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Solve Design Dilemmas. And um, if you have any design dilemmas for yourself, I would love, love, love to hear what it is. And potentially we've had one of those design dilemmas in another project and it was just another day in our design process. But if you'd like to submit your design dilemmas and see if we can help you through, I would love that. You can email me at stephanie at stuartdesignco.com and it's S-T-E-P-A. H-A-N-I-E at Stuart Design Co. S-T-U-A-R-T-D-E-S-I-G-N-C-O.com. And I would be happy to look at your, your solution and see if we can pull one that would be great for this podcast um, series. So thank you so much for listening. And if you think that this would be helpful for somebody else, please go ahead and leave us a five-star review and share the podcast with your friends. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to leave a five-star review on your podcast app. You'll be entered in our monthly giveaway for a special gift. Share this episode by taking a screenshot and sharing it on your favorite social app. And don't forget to tag us at Stuart Design Co. And let your friends know where they can get interior design support too. Remember, a year from now, you'll wish you had started today.